Hello, and welcome to Talk Pharmacy to Me. Welcome to Talk Pharmacy to Me. Today we have Susan McCoy, Executive Director of the Mississippi Board of Pharmacy, and we're going to talk to her, ask her some questions, and kind of learn a little bit more about how the Board of Pharmacy operates in Mississippi. So, Susan, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You bet. You bet. I, I want to start off with a question. It's, it's a little bit more personal in nature for you. So tell us a little bit about your path to becoming the executive director of the Board of Pharmacy and kind of what, what you do, what the tasks and duties of the executive director are. Okay. Before coming to the board, I worked as a mainly independent pharmacist um, for 25 years. I did several things besides independent pharmacy. I worked out at the Rankin County Correctional Facility for about four years, and I also worked at um, the VA nursing home for about, I don't know, six months, Um, and that piece just wasn't for me. But I did uh, get exposed to a lot of different parts of pharmacy that I would not have been exposed to had I not done that, and which that has served me well in the role that I have been in for the last 10 years and then even in the role that I'm in today. Um, I was hired here at the Board of Pharmacy in 2009 as a compliance agent, and I worked mainly in the central Mississippi area for 10 years before I was selected to be the executive director here. Um, And so, you know, all of those things that I learned throughout practicing pharmacy, whether it even be... um, things at the nursing home, whether it was out at the prison systems, all of that is regulated here at the Board of Pharmacy. So that has really served me well to be able to give me a point of reference as I'm learning how to inspect and, and regulate. Okay. Right. Um, our role here, since I've become, um, you know, the duties of the executive director are mainly just to run the day-to-day business of the board. Um, I am an employee of the board, so I actually work for them, and I, along with the rest of the staff, try to do the day-to-day business of the board, and so, you know, they they give us direction on which way they want us to go, and then we kind of take it and do the day-to-day business of licensing, inspecting, um, investigations, those type of things. Um, We also work as liaisons with um, other state agencies. So, you know, we are always working with uh, the medical board, the nursing board, um, the Bureau of Narcotics, uh, even the EA and FDA. So we are constantly working with them. And the National Association of Boards of Pharmacies is another big um, big point of reference that we have that gives us a lot of advice and a lot of things that we, that we do on a day-to-day basis. So. Okay. So we briefly spoke about it. So tell us a little bit about the dynamic of your the executive director and your staff versus the dynamic of the actual board of pharmacy. Okay. Um, the board of pharmacy is actually appointed by the governor, as some of you know. Um, it's a pretty political process, um, It's but the pharmacists do uh, actually have a chance to select who the, they want to be on the list to go to the governor, and then they choose the board of pharmacy. He chooses the board of pharmacy. From there, um, the staff members are, we are all state employees, and so we just do the day-to-day business that the board asks us to do. Um, Anything from, you know, licensing part to 
that um, compliance does the inspections, investigations, checks on complaints, tries to keep up with the new standards of everything. Um, we've got our prescription monitoring program who does, um, obviously, the PMP right. and does, uh, does all the work that that does. And then we've got the PBM department who is mainly um, Steve Parker trying to um, help with our issues that we have with pharmacy benefit managers. And so we do all that on a day-to-day basis. Um, there's all kinds of things that come up that we just, you know, have to deal with. And then we bring any information that we gather or anything that comes into our office, we bring to the board um, through the review committee. There's two board members that rotate off that um, every every board meeting. And we will bring the things that we find that we feel like are disciplinary issues or things that we need opinions on from them. and then they give us the direction at that point where to go with that, whether it may be something as easy as a letter. It may be something as easy as saying, you know, that's really not something that we think we need to be dealing with, so we don't go that route. Or it could be something as severe as, okay, we need the full board to hear this, and we need for the full board to be able to make a decision on what happens in this situation. Um, You know, it it can range anywhere from diversion to just simple... um, complaints that we get from from um, customers or consumers or it can you know even be just um, just things that happen on a day-to-day basis that may be not quite something that may not be quite to the standard that we feel like a professional standard that a pharmacist should have all of those things are brought to the board for their decision on which direction to go in okay and, and you know most of the interactions that that pharmacists or technicians have, with the board are really with y'all they're with um because licensure uh, and inspections i mean that's mainly when we think as a pharmacist when we usually think of the board as the inspector that comes in our pharmacy and um so all of those other things it's it's amazing how much more there is to it than just licensure and and inspections um so, and you even spoke of a legislative component uh, that that you have. If you if you will tell us a little bit about that legislative component that you have to deal with in your job. Well, anything like I said, we are, we are a state agency. So anything that we do, whether it's budget, whether it's our practice act, whether it's you know anything that we feel like that we need or the board feels like that they want us to pursue through, it has to go through the legislative process. We are a self-funded agency, which means all of our monies come in from our licensure fees, but we don't have the authority to spend that just as we please or as we want. Right. Um, right. Anything, you know, we, we have to ask for number of positions that we have and what type of positions that they, that they are. We have to request that from the legislature to get the authority to spend that. Um, you know, we have to request the authority for our compliance agents to have vehicles, you know, we have to get that, you know, anytime we need to buy a new car, we have to get that approved by the legislature. So, you know, we we are regulated by the legislature, which means this time of the year, we always have to be down at the legislature and we have to, you know, try to um, try to just keep up with things because anybody in the state of Mississippi can drop a bill. Anybody could drop something that affects pharmacy and it may be good and it may be bad. And so we kind of have to keep a watch on that as well to make sure that somebody doesn't just go rogue and and try to get things changed that don't need to be changed. 
Um, so that's another part of our legislative involvement that we have is just trying to keep an eye on the bills that are dropped and the things that are trying to move through the process. Right. Well, and, and, you know, that's not typically, again, what we think of when we think of what the board would do. So um, the, the components... And something else that we have, that Jamie, that I, uh, that I haven't, I don't think I've even approached the subject with you, but, you know, we license pharmacists, but we also license a whole lot of other different things besides just pharmacists and technicians. You know, we license, of course, our students, but we also license all kinds of facilities. So anything that has to do with a medication in the state of Mississippi, excluding doctor's offices and a nurse practitioner's office for administration, falls under the Board of Pharmacy. So we license, um, you know, we license home health, we license DMEs, we license uh, nursing homes, hospitals, we even license wholesalers, manufacturers, all of those entities, anything, anybody that has anything to do with prescription drugs falls under us. So, you know, and our agents, well, once we get them licensed, they go out and do the inspections. And so we also have not only our in-state facilities, but we also have our non-resident facilities, the, the places that are outside Mississippi that want to ship in to Mississippi also have to have a, a, a permit with us. And we are really gearing up this year. One of the things that I have put on my plate and my agenda is to try to do uh, um do different on our vetting of our non-resident pharmacies and our non-resident facilities that are shipping drugs into here. And we have um, instituted, of course, our compounding certificates. I don't know how much you know about that, sure, but sure, any pharmacy yes. that, is co- that, that is compounding now has to have a compounding certificate. Well, that includes non-residents as well. So one of the things that we're trying to do, all of our in-state pharmacies that are compounding, we are in those pharmacies every year to year and a half. So we know what kind of inspection, you know, the things that they're doing. We know their cleanliness. We just, in the past, just been taking the word of the other boards of pharmacies. Well, what we have found is all of the other boards of pharmacies don't do things the way we do here in Mississippi. And so some boards of pharmacies don't even have inspectors to go out to see those pharmacies. And so, you know, they're shipping product, a lot of them feral, a lot of them non-feral. Compounded products are coming into our state from these facilities that may or may not have had inspections. And so we are trying to do a, a, a lot different as far as gathering those inspections and to really evaluating those inspections to make sure that we're holding those pharmacies to the same standards that we're holding our own pharmacies and that that in, all, in, in the end is a protection of the patient that's going to receive those medications. So that's a, that's a big, um, big something that I've got to put on my plate that we're trying to do um, a little bit different job than what we've done in the past. Right. Well, well, I mean, and, and that, that's another one of those things that, that I would never think of, you know, that how far out you have to reach. I, I know we had an inspector one time tell us they had to go to the, the air gas type places because yes. they have oxygen. And I thought, oh, my, I, I, I would have never imagined that it would reach, but it, it makes sense, you know, uh, yes. to, to protect our public. So, uh I tell you, it, when <laughs> the the tip of the iceberg, a lot of times is is only uh, what we see, and there's much more underneath it. So that's uh, and there definitely uh, is within our walls. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, let me let me ask you this. This is probably uh, if if I would have done a poll, uh, this is probably the question that that most pharmacists or pharmacies would would want to know about. 
Um, and, and so what are some of the most common issues you encounter with respect to pharmacy violations? And how, what should pharmacies do to avoid those? Because I would say, I'm sure there are times that people are doing wrong and they're intentionally doing it because uh, we have that, unfortunately, uh, as a part of, of our society. But what are some of those things that, that people may not realize that, that they're committing a violation that, that we may be able to explain to them that, that we can kind of head it off at the pass with this, with this podcast? Okay. Um, well, obviously, diversion is, is the big one. That's the one everybody's aware of. That's sure. the one that everybody knows that, you know, that's just something that just can't happen. Um, probably one of the biggest things that we find when we go into pharmacies is just paperwork errors, you know, not doing your paperwork. And the, the, our inspection forms are very simplistic. They're very to the point about what we expect to to have our own, you know, for paperwork. Sure. I have a lot of people asking me, well, why do we have to do all this paperwork? Well, there's so many things in that paperwork that if you've got those in order and everybody's doing them the way they need to be doing them, then it cuts down on so many other problems and so many other issues. So if I had to give one piece of advice to somebody would be to keep your paperwork up to date and current and filing and that kind of thing. That can help you on all kinds of audits, whether it's a PBM audit, whether it's a DEA audit, which, you know, nowadays where the DEA is going into pharmacies and doing audits, well, if you don't have your paperwork in order, then it's going to be a problem for DEA, and then, then you're going to have bigger problems than just the Board of Pharmacy. Um, so, you know, the, the paperwork thing is one of our biggest, biggest issues as far as people just getting lazy more, I think. Mm -hmm. and, and maybe not, maybe lazy is not a good word for it, but just busy. You know, just too busy, they get sidetracked, and they'll say, well, I'll do this tomorrow. And then tomorrow they say, I'll do this tomorrow. <laughs> and then tomorrow never comes, and all of a sudden you've got a stack a foot high, and it gets overwhelming, and you think, I'm never going to get this done. So, you know, it's just to keep up on a day-to-day -day basis of your paperwork. It's one of the best words of advice I can, I can give you. Um, anybody that's doing a pick change in a pharmacy or that you work for a pharmacy and you are the pick, make sure you do your pick change paperwork if you leave or if you come into a pharmacy as a pick. Then that, um, you know, those are some of the biggest things that we see is a pharmacist will leave for some reason and then they don't notify us that they've left. And then all of a sudden, six months from now, one of our investigators, inspectors will go into that pharmacy and that person's gone. Well, what that person may not realize is until they're off as pharmacists in charge of that pharmacy, they're still responsible for everything in that pharmacy until they become, until they notify the board that they are not the pharmacist in charge anymore. And so they may not even be there anymore. And something, a bad diversion could happen or something, you know, really bad could happen. And that, that pharmacist would be left holding the bag because they didn't notify the board that they were gone. So that's that's another thing I you know we really try to uh, address. And then when you do that pick change, make sure when you leave that you do a controlled substance inventory because you want to make sure that when you leave there, the drugs that you say are there are there. And then after that, then the next person coming on would be held responsible for any differences there. But you don't want to get left in blame with something that somebody could have stolen in the meantime. Right. So and those are some some big things um expired employees you know make sure 
especially if you're a pharmacist in charge, you've got to make sure everybody in that pharmacy is um, up to date on their current licensure. Um, you know, you can have a technician that maybe didn't um, didn't pass their test, and you don't realize it, and so they are they or they didn't keep up with their CE, and so they've gone inactive with um, with their licensing or credentialing um, place. And if that's the case, then they would get come become inactive with us if they haven't kept up on their CE, and so then they can't be in your pharmacy. So, you know, that's part of your responsibility as well is to make sure all of your employees are up to date on their uh, credentialing. Right. And, and I know with recent inspections, um, one of the big things that, that we've seen is addresses, making sure your address yes. is current. And I think the inspectors are doing a tremendous job of saying, okay, let's make sure these are right. Are these right? What's your address? So uh, I, I think they've done a fantastic job of kind of heading that off of the past by making it uh, a prominent uh, issue when they go in. So I know that. Well, thank uh, you. And then, like I said, they have, we have put a, had a big emphasis on trying to make sure that we've got that right, because that is the only, you know, that's the way we communicate with, with you as licensees is to make sure, you know, is to have the correct address. And if we don't have that, then, you know, there is certain, whatever reason we're trying to get in touch with you, we can't. And so address and place of employment are very important pieces to keep up to date with um i will say this we'll go ahead and kind of jump to the next question just a little bit but we are about to get a new licensing system they're coming in next week to begin the process Um, and it's going to be a very 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 good program i believe Um, we're excited about it because it's going to go from our employees here in our office being the data entry people to you as the licensee being the person to be able to log into your account and make all the changes. So if you move and you want to change your address, you log into your account and you make the change. Um, you know, if you change email addresses or change phone numbers, then you get to, to log into your account and do that. So it's going to be, you're not going to have to fill out the old paperwork anymore like we used to. <laughs> um, you know, it's uh, yes, we're, we're getting away from paper. So you will be able to go in and you will input all of that information yourself. And then, um, so that's going to be a big change for you, for the licensees sure. to be right. able to, to put all of that information in there. Um, instead of depending on us to get it right, it'll be back on you now to make sure that you've got your address right or you've got your phone number right or you've got, you know, if something gets, the, the numbers get altered or back, you know, backwards or something, then it's it won't be a staff employee and you'll be able to go in and change it at any time. And for some reason, you realize something's not coming to you or your address is messed up somehow, you can just log in and, and get that and, and, and get it changed. So that's going to be a big thing for the licensees to be able to do that. It's going to really cut down a lot of things. And we're going to be able to move from a, like I said, a data entry personnel to more of a verifying personnel. So even like all those facilities that we told you that, I mean, that I told you that we were going to be that we license, well, we're going to be requiring them to give us more information about themselves. And so they're going to be able to upload those documents, um, you know, whether it's inspection forms or whether it's, um, Mm -hmm. you know, different licenses or different things that they may have from other states or from, you know, different pieces of information that we need here, then they will be able to upload those documents. Um, You know, for, for instance, a pharmacy with their DEA registration. Now, instead of just typing in a DEA number like we do here, then they'll just upload their DEA registration. And so that will be in there. 
Um, you know, the non-resident pharmacies, instead of just taking them at their word that they're in a place of business instead of in a home somewhere, they will be uploading pictures and things like that that we will be. So our staff will be verifying what they're uploading, you know, that they are actually the document that it says it's going to be, that that is what it is. Right. So mm-hmm. it's we're going to be kind of changing our our MO a little bit. Um, you know, we're, it's so it's going to be an interesting process, so y'all just need to be patient with us and let us, you know, let us, yeah, let us get get work through the kinks. Right. Well, this is a good time to do it because you've already had your big licensure rush. I would, I would think so. Things calm down yes, a little you know bit. What, Amy, but you know what? We just moved from one one to another. Like uh, now true. that we finished pharmacists, yeah, now we've got our our technicians coming That's up. True. You know, That's March true. the thirty first. And then coming up June, you know, July 1, we've got all of our DMEs coming up, our oh. medical equipment places. So, you know, it's just one, you know, we just move from one, one license cycle to another. Right. And, I, and pro- there's probably more technicians than there are pharmacists now that I think about it. So it, it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very, very, uh, very interesting. Very interesting. Um, last thing I wanted to ask you about is I know the USB, uh, 800 has been a big topic in pharmacy. And, and let me, as a sidebar, let me say that the newsletter that y'all have done uh, over the last maybe year or so, uh, mm-hmm. that's been very good. I, I think that's been a, a great way to kind of communicate out to us. Uh, it's It's been a very good thing to, to show us what you're looking at, show us, you know, quick little because in a newsletter, quickly you can hop to whatever you want to see. You say, "Ooh, this is coming up," or whatever. So anyway, I want to applaud y'all on that because that has been uh, Thank you. something that has been very good uh, recently. But tell us about um, other topics or issues other than like USB uh, eight hundred that that are on the board's plate right now. Um, well, so like you said, eight hundred, and, and then of course seven ninety seven and seven ninety five. Once they get those standards. Right. worked out whatever they're going to do with those you know all of that was tied up and, and you know so we don't really know exactly where that's going um we it, it may be another six months or a year before they ever actually make a decision on which way they go with that <laughs> so we're just kind of we're just hanging in limbo just like y'all are right. trying to figure right. out you know what we need to do in the meantime um and then also the track and trace is something that's coming up soon you know it's, it's already already there it's just going to be within the next few year or two uh, pharmacies are going to be held to a stronger standard as far as being able to track their product and knowing where it came from. So that's going to be something that's going to probably be a, a big deal for pharmacies as we go forward. Um, we're still learning about what's going to come down the pipe for us on, the, on that deal as far as what, you know, what involvement pharmacy is going to have, what involvement the board is going to have mm-hmm. on how we regulate that. We do know we've already kicked in to a different um inspection for our wholesalers the last couple of years because of what FDA's new requirements from the Drug Supply uh, Chain Securities Act, all the information that came down from that. So we have already made those changes. And then, you know, as they're phasing it in, it will get down to the pharmacy level. So, you know, we'll, we'll be seeing how, how all that that um, plays out. Um, of course, everybody knows the medical marijuana um Amendment is coming up on the ballot in November, so we don't really know how that's going to affect us yet. Um, it could be nothing to pharmacy. You know, pharmacy may not be involved in it at all, right. or right. there could be some alternative language that comes out of the legislature that could actually make it to the ballot as well that might involve pharmacists. So we really don't know yet where that's going. 
So that could be as little as nothing, or it could be a big, big project for us. So we're just trying to wait to see how all that plays out, um, you know, to see to, to see exactly what our role is going to be in that. Right, right. Well, you know, and I know that's that's on the ballot, and the, the voters have to approve it, and then, then, then somebody would have to get busy if they do, and if they don't, like you said, uh, it won't be – it won't be an issue for for us, but I thank you so much for taking some time and oh, you're and, and just kind of explaining what the board does. I think a lot of times we take for granted that again back to licensure and inspections, and uh, we we kind of don't see what all what all the functions and what all y'all are involved with. Um, I'm sure it's a thankless job too. You you don't. Uh, you don't get many people saying thank you, but I, I, from from a pharmacist standpoint, thank you because uh, we appreciate you helping us keep our profession at a higher standard, helping keeping our our profession um, with the wholesalers delivering the best drugs and the best care that's possible. And I know I know that's what your job is, and I do appreciate uh, y'all's hard work. Uh, sometimes you know we 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 may not like track and trace, but we know that that's going to be the best thing uh, as far as ensuring our patients get the the medication that that they're supposed to from from our wholesalers, ensuring the pharmacies get it. So um, anyway, I want to I want to thank you and uh, and your staff for for all y'all do for pharmacy. I, I'll I'll tell you this: the pharmacy I work in's got cameras in it. And um, I have used those cameras so many times to ensure that, that we did something right, not to look for something that we did wrong. So, uh, you know, when, when people overlook or watch, it's, it's always a good thing for, for whatever entity is being monitored. So, uh, again, I thank you. Thank you for the time that you spend going to the legislature and, and all those hours you put in to help us uh, keep pharmacy well respected and, and delivering uh, good health care to the, to the state of Mississippi. So um, anyway, I appreciate that. Well, thank you, Jamie. And like I said, if y'all ever have any input, we are always open to hearing how we can do things better. Um, you know, when I came on board, the newsletter was one of the things that I felt like because as a compliance agent, when I was out there seeing y'all on a day-to-day basis, communication was something that I really felt like we could do a better job at. And so that's one, you know, the, the newsletter, the Facebook, all of those things are all ways that we have, um, that we're trying to come up and we're going to continue to try to improve that. Um, you know, I'm hopeful that, I mean, I've got some projects on my list that, that I want to get done in the next three or four years um, for sure. And, uh, you know, I just hope that I can get the funding from the legislature to get some, some of that um, taken care of and done because I think it's going to be some things to, that will help you again like you know and, and keep you up to date on things so um if y'all have any input please please tell us because we're open to suggestions anything that we can do to help you that's what we're here for um you know that was and when i took this job one of the things or as a compliance agent when i first came to work for the board one of my mottos was you know it's okay our job is to protect the public but the best way that i know how to protect the public is to be a resource for the pharmacists because if they're better pharmacists and they, their job's better, then they're going to protect the patients even better. So that's kind of the way I've always looked at that. Um, when I, I, I wasn't lucky enough to inspect you, but whenever I've inspected people, 
that is kind of my mindset um, is to always be in it, have an educational role in that. And it's going to continue that in, in my new role as executive director. That is part of, you know, that's just part of who I am is to help try to teach people how to be right and how to do the, the things that we need to do. So y'all give us some input. Let us know how we're doing um, because that's the only way we can know what we need to change. Okay, excellent, excellent. And with pharmacy, it's always, always about the patient. Thank you for listening to Talk Pharmacy to me. Okay, you're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Talk Pharmacy to me. We hope you'll join us again for our next podcast coming soon.